Hi, I'm Marty Grizzani, and this is The Marty Grizzani Show. As a full-time real estate investor and business owner, I have a real fascination of finding the key principles for business success and personal development. This show is a reflection of my personal mission to find out what truly makes somebody successful in business and in life. We will find tools and tactics that they've used to reach those levels. If you're the type of person is not satisfied with average and you have a hunger for learning that will never cease, this show is for you. Welcome to the show. So we have, we have yet another, are we in another hotel room? Of course, of course we are. <laughs> Why would I be I was, at home? I was actually just thinking about it. I was listening to a podcast on my run this morning and like there's very, there's a very small pool of people that I'm sure you run into even, you know, the, the, the fellow CEOs that. I think have as much commitment to the company, to what they're trying to do than you do. And I think oh, that's thanks, probably, un and I think that's probably uncomfortable for a lot of people in your company. I, I, like, I thought about me, like, and I thought about my <laughs> partner, right. I thought about my partner who has a very high level of urgency more than, more than even me at times. And, and, and what, well, I would say probably he's 70, 30 more urgent than me. And I would say that, it's uncomfortable because he call like you need to be called out a lot of times. And it's not like in a, a mean way. It's more of just like, hey, this is where we're going. Like, has this been done yet? Or are we here yet? Or is that I gotta imagine that's gotta be uncomfortable for some people in your company. Or do you not feel that? Or is it is that a good thing to have them uncomfortable? Do you want to find people who are like, yeah, I'm I'm in, like, because I'm in, right? When he goes like telling me those things, I'm like, yeah, I know I need to do that better. So I'm just curious, like, have you, have you, do you see that? Or do you even know that that's something that you do? I'm just curious. Uh, I, they all know it. And I, I don't think it makes them uncomfortable at this stage. No, I, I, we have a pretty tight leadership team. So, you know, Tim is tight, Shane, Chris, all the guys, Diane, like everybody knows this is just who I am. So it's just, he's going to do what he's going to do. And we just keep improving and making money. Then, you know, that, this is Jer, like, and they all get me. I love it. I love it. So, yeah, yeah, it, man, it's, yeah. But it's uncomfortable for other people a... that don't know you. Like, like I bet when you go into a room with other people because of like the just that. I, but because I, I think that's a good thing. Like people who are uncomfortable need to step it up. Is really what I'm getting at. If like they if they don't feel that level, maybe hey, I'm like Jeremiah. I'm at 110 in this category. And if you're at a 70, right, I can get you to a, I can get you to an 85. And that, if you want that is a great thing, but you're not going to take my energy down. Like I, I either you're going to raise up or I'm just going to keep moving. So that is really what it's, I think is so important is that you can take other people up there with you and people probably either love that or they can't do it and they'd probably leave. And that's not a good fit for the company anyway. So that's so funny, Marty, because, yeah, I had a meeting, a one-on-one -on -one meeting this morning at this conference I'm at in Arizona, the, the Genius Network, Joe Polish, he, the guy focuses on marketing and then a lot of other things regarding uh, what intrigues me about some of his stuff is a lot of entrepreneurs are addicts in the sense of uh, they might not have had a negative addiction. Some did have chemical addictions. Others just have, you know, obsessive compulsive addictions to a lot of other things to work or drive whatever they're whatever a game that they sport with anything so 
what the guy was saying that this morning, he saw me like, I'm just like a voracious note taker. I'm like, ah, you know, I just like just destroying it in every day when I'm in this conference. Cause I got shit in my mind and I don't have to think about the day-to-day operating business. And he's just like, damn, do you want to be calm? And he's like, I don't think you want to be calm. That's not the right word, but it's like, are you trying to change that energy or, and, uh, and he, or he's like, is that just who you are? And I said, you know, I I think for me, and, and you know, this is what I gravitate to you, Marty, is we we naturally have this like positive, energetic, uh, like uh, like aura where you know we just want to be better and we're excited about life and we wanna we wanna be engaged and passionate about things and either people gravitate to it or they don't. So you know, that's one of my superpowers since, since I was a kid. You know, you, you just think about everyone has like something that's unique and magical to them. And, you know, that unique niche is what we all bring to the table and you better delegate everything else. And I was just thinking, you know, like I I do three things really good. This is one of those things where I just was like a captain of the football team or like I was an Eagle Scout or I was I was somebody that just I I don't know. I could flip a switch and I just fucking love to get people amped up. I love to be amped up. I'm there's probably a negative side to that where I'm like I'm like a high I'm a junkie. I love the thrill of like the deal or the thrill of the fight or the game or the, you know, or the tension, yeah. you know? So yeah, <laughs> but either way, people, people want to, want a piece of it. And that's what I want to just play to my strengths. And that's something that's authentic to me. I don't have to pretend it. I don't have to go out there and like act like I'm motivated or act like I'm like pumped up or something. Like it's just who I am and, you know, being a better presenter and speaker, you know, I want to be able to, express that but i think you know when everyone's thinking about their strengths you know that's why i love my book you know finding finding your edge and this is the podcast you know think about that strength and then what is authentic to you and then at the same time what are the sides of that that need to be polished just because it's a strength you know like great athletes they think they don't need to train you know or they just they think maybe i'm just saying naturally gifted athletes in those areas don't focus on the little details so I noticed that, you know, I spoke way too fast. I was not really clear in my messaging. I would I would lean on the motivational aspect of like my energy to try to get messages across. But I didn't truly think through and diagram in my own mind how I'm going to articulate it, especially in context to people that don't understand what I'm talking about. So there was a lot of downsides of me gibbering along because I'm so you know pumped up. Where I'm like, uh, you know, I've watched other videos and things of presentations. And I'm like that you didn't do it right. And you didn't really you didn't connect with people first and raise them to that level, Marty. So for me to have any chance, you know, and this is communication 101, like I'm up here, they're down here. But if I don't come down a little bit to meet them, I can't pull them up. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that I'm going to change who I am. I'm just saying, like, you know, if, if just like if someone passes away, you can't be like, OK, yay, let's just have a better day, you know, tomorrow. It's like, no, you got to got to meet their energy and then, right. you know, come up with them. And that's that self-awareness that I think that everyone uh, needs to employ. And I, I've definitely been working on. It is such a skill. It's it's really good that you've recognized that because that's something I think I have a little bit of is I'm able to have that energy. And I think that people want to be around that. And it's a, it's an attracting thing. But I agree with you that if you don't have. Like you can get people amped up pretty quickly, but if the message isn't clear, then it, that whole thing was for really, it was only for a short period of time. 
right? But if you can do that and have the message clear, you can do wonderful things as a leader. And that's what I think mm -hmm. about is like, hey, this is my skill as a business owner, as a leader. I love doing it. It just comes natural to me. But just like you said, if my message isn't connecting, because that makes sense in my head, <laughs> but how do I get it to go into their head? That's where the skill that you're talking about, you got to really hone that craft. And that's very interesting. And that's something that that is my edge, but that's an edge that can continue to be sharpened. So that's really yeah. good. Yeah, I love that. We all, I think anyone listening, you know, we're so into self-help and improvement. You know, what are those things that are unique to you? You know, what are those things that just keep asking yourself, you know, what is that that special thing that I am made to be or made to do? And, you know, I noticed for me, it's like one, I like seeing around the corner. Like I like, you know, it's always about what's the strategy. I'm, you know, I'm constantly, I got journal on journal on notes, you know, just like tons of stuff. And it's, uh, I want to think through these processes. And I was just on this hike last night and I was thinking to myself in Arizona here, looking at the sunset and the beautiful, you know, the skyline of the city up on this mountain. And I'm like, you know, I love to get lost in the game. I just want to get lost in the game of whatever it is, whatever I'm learning at the time. You know, if the game's real estate, just get lost in the different aspects of it and don't worry about all the all the other crap going on in the world. So for me, like having that strategy and trying to see around the corner and trying to understand the, the pieces I have on the board and, you know, what how offensive or defensive I need to be. Like, you know, I love that part of the business. I don't mind the pressure around that. That, that makes me feel alive. Now, I don't want to be reactive. I don't want to be a slave to, you know, circumstances. I want to take control and, and have that control and sacrifice growth for that control. But anyway, I love the strategy. I love seeing around the corner. Secondly, I love building relationships. I love to, to engage with someone and see, you know, what are you really good at? Like if it's a vendor, if it's a contractor, if it's a salesperson and they're just super good at one thing, how can we work together? How can I make you great? How can I use you in my organization to make my vision great? And how can we, you know, build something long term? Do we have the right values? Are we culturally aligned where, you know, this is going to be a relationship that I'm building for decades, not just this year or next year and, and doing that with investors and with my people that are in my company. And I just love that. I love talking about you. I love going to all these conferences and just really immersing myself. I like one-on-one. -on -one. I like being a speaker, but I like being one-on-one -on -one with people. And I just want to just like immerse myself in their world. And then and then go be on my be on my own. And I don't like I don't like being with groups of people for long periods of time. And then lastly, the third thing is that what I was sharing is just that natural energy and, and just excitement and positivity and uh, realism, realism and authenticity. And then just sharing that, like my excitement for life and and just like whatever game I'm lost in. So, like, I think those are things that are really unique and special to me. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love everyone to do this exercise. And even you, Marty, man, it's just like everyone needs that self-awareness. Because if you're just trying to chase a sunset in the wrong direction, you know, I'm just not an operational guy. I just fucking, you know, and I know you aren't either. We just, I can't measure, I can't follow a scorecard, follow a perfect schedule, follow, you know, different protocols and standard operating procedures. and it just kills me when we start talking about that, but I see the value in it. And I employ a lot of people that are truly good at it now that are, that really do love structure. And I love chaos. You know, I love, actually, I love controlled chaos. That's what I love. I like, so it's this dichotomy where I, I love the chaos. I want to try to control it. And then I'll just put myself in chaos again. 
So I'm laughing because there's so many things to unpack there and I want to, but I'm laughing because it to know that where you are now, like to where you are and you know, maybe where you were in the beginning stages of your career, it's good to know that there are there is hope for those who are that us type of people to still yeah. be able to do the things that you've done. So that that makes me makes me giggle because it's like, all right. I'm in the right place at the right time. I'm still I'm still following my path, and I may not be that operational guy like we're talking about, but no. I have the people around me. I just got to get them better, and you know, just the right people come in your life at the right time. I think, and I think <laughs> that's happening. I think that's happening now. You you said something that's interesting. You talked about you know I, I like to see things around the corner. Is that you know when you're digging into your journaling and and your thought and your strategy and all those things? Is that something like? okay, this is where we can pivot if needed. Like, so I think about a lot of times in my business is like, hey, you know, especially because we're flipping houses, like, hey, all right, this is our rentals. And it's like the birth strategy is not really there, right? You can't, it, it's really tough to refinance at 8.5 and still make money. Uh, at least I'm like a single family, right? In my area. But in the same thing with flipping, it's like, okay, now it's at 8.5, these mortgages. That is getting tricky. So is that what you're talking about when you're like, I like to, I like to see around the corner. Is it thinking about how you guys can pivot or is it just something I don't want to have this come into my business like this or as a roadblock. So I'm just trying to make sure I'm staying ahead of anything because it's very tough. And think about like when you're, you're like driving a car sometimes in a snowstorm and you can only just see a little bit ahead of you, but you still got to keep going <laughs> in entrepreneurship. So what do you mean by that? Yeah. So let's just relate it to like in football, like, the Bills have a dynamic offense, but say some things aren't working for like three, three weeks in a row. So it's just like, I'm not saying change the whole offense. You don't take the whole playbook and say, here, guys, here's the entire new playbook to the to the to the offensive strategy. They're just saying, hey, we're going to we're going to have an H back and we're going to run a little more of a of a of a dump strategy where I'm going to we're going to dump it off and get three to five year three to five yard plays with our running back and then drive runs up the middle and then we're going to go for the big shot once in a while. So it's just taking a nuanced thing and changing just a little tweak to that system because you can't overhaul the entire system. That takes a lot, you know, over a season. You have to take the off season and rebuild. So for us, like it's just like right now, you know, in real estate, hey, we're only sticking to value add plays. And I keep telling you that, like we're only sticking to existing operating businesses, storages and parks that we can improve just a little bit. And they have to have all these different criteria where we're more picky than we ever were because of how risky the market is, how, how the cost of debt is so high and how the consumer, the average person is so tight on how much money they have. So you can't raise rents. So like, I, I'm just saying here now is like, we're redefining what we're doing. And two years ago, we could build at a very cheap price. We could build 65 bucks a foot. And even today we still have a lot of those contracts in place and a lot of materials in place where we're building at a low cost basis and we have our debt in place, but we can't do that right now. We can't just go on and take on new construction projects right now. Cost of build is high and interest rates are high. So seeing around the corner for me is like, you know, even with real this content stuff. So I was at reconvene a couple of weeks ago and yeah, you see, you know, like I see all the guys that are influencing uh, or have a have a very big influence over aspects of the industry with certain um, crowds or, or audiences that follow them. And, you know, getting to to meet with Nick Huber and um, Moses Keegan and these guys that have a big Twitter audience. You know, I, I'm just trying to understand, you know, what 
what is popular, what's not popular, how do we share content in a way that gives people value? And I, I don't I don't know a lot of it. I'm just but for me, at least thinking around it and like maybe something that I took from that is, you know, they um, one, I think a lot of them focus too much on content and they don't actually operate the assets as uh, as I think as much as they should or focus on they should. And I'm not, not saying Nick, I'm just saying a lot of the different people that are there where they're very good at raising money, but they should be in, really focused on building their business more. But uh, secondly, is also is. You know, um, maybe, you know, their strategies are outdated. I mean, what are you going to do with multifamily right now? You know, where unless you have an edge and you're buying, you know, you have a deal flow source and you're finding off market deals that are C plus B minus products. And, you know, there's so much competition in that industry and interest rates are, like you said, really high. Like, I don't know. I didn't see a lot of them have an alternative. They were like a one trick pony, you know, like and now they're really suffering because their loans are going to come due. And we all know this. And they had this bridge debt that was very low interest and they raised a lot of money and they're deploying it and they don't have any other strategy to pivot. So, uh, you know, I, I think that I'm learning from those mistakes. Like you can't, you can't just because you wanted to sacrifice your, you want to scale quickly, you know, now, now you're in big trouble because you really don't have a full range of, of an, of a comprehension of, of investing in real estate without without just that one strategy they were employing yeah that's interesting that you talk about the 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 reconvene if if people that are listening are on twitter and they're following real estate you, I, you probably have heard of that because a lot of the major influencers have, that were there and but that's that's kind of the thing about a guy like you is that you're the type of person that needs to put that guy to know because you're the one that's actually running it you know the way a successful way and it's like you, you know this is what we really do like we're really doing it and i don't think a lot of people i shouldn't say that i think that there are people on twitter that it's really to sell a product which might be a coaching which might be um something and that's fine but it's but the truth is is that you know, you're the type of guy. There's people that should be saying the things and, and writing the stuff and putting it out there. And we are, right? We're we're figuring it out. But you know, if there's anybody that's supposed to be posting on Twitter, it, it probably should be a guy like well, Jeremiah. I mean, the yeah, the relationships are are pretty amazing. You get to talk to all these people at every stage of the game, small investors trying to get into commercial, mid-sized, large investors backed by private equity. You get, you know, you get different egos and attitudes, and you get a lot of different personalities, a good, bad, and indifferent. But I think the main thing, Marty, is at these conferences, you know what I notice is people are driven always to the hero's journey story. Mm. It's always, they want to, what's funny, and it's cool, you know, it inspires me, but you just see it so much now where you get someone up there and the audience from the, I mean, on stage and the audience watches and what's your story? You know, where did you come from? How did you do it? You know, where, what were the big challenges in your life? What were those character building moments that were pivotal? Uh, and it's great. And I and I do like it. And I think that's probably what, you know, we're all wired to follow, be around the campfire and talk about these stories. Uh, and, and that's, I think, though, what these things miss. And Marty, if you ever do your educational, you know, conferences, your your events, your mastermind events or whatever, is 
very rarely, and there was there was one guy there that was very good at it. He articulated extremely well his fun strategy and how they grew in and overcame these these guys out of Boston that did buy multifamily as a family business. Uh, but uh, what I noticed, Marty, is ninety nine or nine out of ten times, um, it's so complicated. They don't break it down in a way that truly adds value, where people are there to learn, and everyone's doing it th- there at that conference to figure out how to do it themselves, how to would be a great investor and then set or how to be a good operator. And then secondly, there was some, you know, investors there looking for other people to invest in. But I think very rarely uh, do people ha- have a mastery over the craft in this area that we, you and I work so hard in where they can explain it in ways that are very simple and people understand the fundamentals of how they did it and how they can implement that into their own businesses. Uh, there's, there's, there's still you very rarely do you see that level of mastery. And then if they if people can't explain it to that degree, then I think they they truly don't master it. And then people truly are just motivated for the moment. And it's just a spark, but they don't have the fuel to help them, you know, really keep continue to feed the fire of all the pieces that need to go in place. Like when you talk about fundraising and opening a fund, there's so much fucking complexity around that and so many different differing opinions and nonsense advice where if you can whiteboard it and maybe I'll probably do this someday for you. We just whiteboard it for five minutes and really dial it in. You can understand the whole fundamentals of running a fund versus just a normal partnership. And, uh, and it's just the, the industry shrouded in complexity, which is an opportunity, but it's also a pain in the ass that it's so hard to find true, true resources for knowledge of the essentials, what really matters when doing this business. You're so right. That's you never get you never get like the the dirty stuff. You know, you never get like the shit that because that's not sexy. Like you're gonna be talking about stuff that's com- it's I'm sure some complication to it. And it's it's nothing you can really sell, right? You you can sell right. the hero story, <laughs> but right, right. it's hard to sell the, you know, hey, it's just the day in, day out grind. It's kind of hard to put that into a into a you know a probably a sellable story and that's maybe not why they don't do it and 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 probably because they they don't want it and it's like listen it's just it, it was 30 years i don't know how to tell you it's just it is what it is i can't explain it so yeah i i think that whiteboarding out would be amazing uh you could probably maybe do a book on that your next book honestly um but but anyway no i that that's that's awesome reconvene was fantastic you know you said something at re, you said something before and then same thing with reconvene this might be kind of tough for people to do. I'm kind of curious how you do it. You know, you're in these larger crowds. You've been doing these, you know, going to these events and you don't know anybody that's a lot. Sometimes you don't know a lot of people at these events. Mm-hmm. Do you have a skill or do you have like a slick trick to kind of take somebody that you're like, I really want to talk to that person. Um, is it just as easy as just going up to him and say, Hey, I'm Jeremiah. And I, I, I'm really, that was awesome. What you, you were saying there. And, like, do you, is there a, a skill or something that you can do? Because I think a lot of people are like, I I see people at these events. I'm not really sure exactly how to approach them. Uh, do you give something like, hey, do you talk about yourself? Like, how, what do you do in those situations? I'm just curious because I kind of have that. It's weird that I would have that problem, but I, I kind of do. I'm like, I want to talk to that person, but I have nothing to value to give them. Right. Because they're doing something that I don't know how to do. And I just I kind of want to get something from them. But I. I want to give something, you know, in order to get. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that. I don't know, Marty. I think uh, systemically the, the system's broken. 
like the the process is broken because yeah i mean i i i'm more than happy to just say hey i'm jeremiah you know where are you from what do you do how how do we how, what are our synergies what can i do to listen and then offer value or do they have value that they can offer to me it's it's inefficient so i think what you got to do marty is put up obviously on the badge there should be something that says what you focus on in the asset class but you should have like stations or poles or flags and have the five or seven asset classes or 10 asset classes that we all that we all focus on you know and uh, multifamily storage industrial parks you know retail capital raising you know partnerships syndication debt all that stuff like just have have uh, areas that you know that people can gravitate to that this is what i'm interested in so that way i could go up and go cool you know man like hey I'm in parks or I'm in storage or I'm looking for debt. It's so stupid. I don't know why anyone doesn't figure this out. That is exactly what we see. That is exactly like that would make life so much easier. Like these people spend a lot of money to go to these places and they might not talk to a single soul, um, you know, other than bullshit, you know, other than just like, yeah, hey, the weather's nice today. You know, where are you going for lunch? It's like, that's cool, but damn, don't you just want to get, kind of the, the the reason why you're there and i think a lot of people kind of miss that because you, you want to make it really simple for people like you said the system is broken and i think that's what's needed is an overall to help people out man we're just trying to help people get because you only got a short window of time at, at these events right and then you, you're probably working on some other stuff and then you, you got to go to the gym you got so you got to really kind of get it all in and yeah that's a, that's interesting I'm with you, man yeah it's a good do point. like yeah do it uh maybe a symposium where you have seven rooms and you do seven different talks and everyone you got one moderator and people can raise their hands and ask questions in that industry i wish we just would get to the heart of it you know some of the content right. is such shit it's it's mm. like, like i spent all this time to get here and like, right this, this panel up here is pontificating on you know what interest rates could be or you know what the equity markets are going to do in the economy who the fuck knows like watch cbc nbc like it's all bullshit you i don't know you don't know Right. But right. what can we control right now? You know, I want to know hard input costs on construction and what are mm. you know what are some grant programs or HUD financing or I don't know, or some strategy around what the average rent needs to be in order to make a project work. What's your yield on cost? Like, let's talk real numbers, you know, and real real strategy around this stuff. So it, it doesn't happen much. I was going to just say, I don't think I've ever been to a, an event that really had anything like that. Honestly, was- I, I really don't. Yeah, yeah. Ascent was okay in Miami. They ha- they try they're trying to do that, uh, but I I, I think you, you could do it better, Marty. So so someday you gotta you gotta do something like that. And uh, and I, I and there are some great presenters. It's just when they stand out, you know, it's far and few. I think in terms of what you know, people that are really killing it and and understand their craft. So yeah, I think yeah, the, the seminar system hard. is broken. Yeah, it's, and it's hard to do. So you got to rethink it. You know, you got to rethink it. And and like you said, it's just it's something that needs to be done. And I think, uh, you know, maybe we're the ones that do it. Anyway, so you know, part of you know you going to these events. You know, what's what are you looking for when you go to something like this? Is it is it partnerships? Is it is it is it um, is it money? Is it raising money? You know, that's a big thing that you know we're going through right now. Is all right, we raised that million dollars which was a lot harder than we thought, <laughs> but we did it. Um, nice. What are your, you know, we did it. It closed. Everything's good. But now it's like, we know those people are tapped out. So what are you doing to, I guess, 
is what's the point of these events for you at this point? Yeah. So, I mean, you got to look at that when you sign up for the event, right? Mm. So, so it's like, what, what is the objective I'm trying to achieve right now? Like what we met through with commercial Academy and and DIC with uh, Scott Shield, you know, that to me is obviously industry specific. Like it's a lot of uh, people that are in small to mid-sized commercial real estate, some big players, but mostly small and mid-sized. And it helps me understand different aspects of different asset classes that people are that are successful, that are finding good deals and doing creative partnerships. I just get it just an, it, it gets me up to speed and compares me to other industries, other asset classes, I mean, in real estate. So I can use what they're doing to help me adapt my business, like doing a little bit of small bay with my storage or a leasing technique with, you know, small bay that I didn't know with Facebook. So things that are very unique and different and innovative. So I like that. I like you know learning, re- refining the industry stuff that I want to learn. Secondly, like this one here, recon- um, in terms of genius, it's marketing. So when I come here, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're not a lot of people watch our podcast, but the people that do they give us good, good feedback. But like, how do we get it out there? How do we make this of more value for other people? How do we refine our brand and image? You know, as at Patriot. You know, I, I'm not a marketing guy, but when I'm here, I want to find strategic people that can help me do that in, a, in an affordable way and that I have in my budget and to be able to grow that relationship over the years. And I've, I, you know, this, I went to this guy 10 years ago and I did a typed out basic authentic letter that I wrote out to mobile home park owners over 10 years ago or 12 years ago, more than that. And I think it was 13. And, um, I didn't even think about it. The guy said, if you don't, if uh, Joe said, Hey, if you don't, Take anything from this seminar. Take this one thing. Just this is the only thing I want you to take away. A one good piece of copy, a letter or a piece of copy that you can send to your core primary target market can change your life. And I was like, okay, all right, fuck it. Like I'm going to do this one thing. So I wrote the letter and I sent it out to all the park owners. And I know a lot of people do direct mail, but I did it and I got a call when I was in a snowstorm in New York City in the middle at another conference of trying to learn about fundraising. And it was like we they shut the whole city down. I was there with my girlfriend. We tried to get in Saturday Night Live. I remember the night very clearly. And like it was just pounding snow like the city was like dead. It was crazy. It was like zero people there because they shut the city down. And the guy called me from the West Coast. And he was out of Utah. He was a Mormon guy. And he didn't he was tired of Vegas. He didn't like it anymore. He's, he's like, I want to sell my park. This is it close it in 45 days or don't do it. I don't care. And I like jumped right on it. And I, I got my partner, Dave, and we bought it. And that was a catalyst that created my whole Vegas portfolio that I ended up taking over and then selling and making that 10 million bucks that, that started from that one handwritten letter and that I signed and typed out and sent from that one conference and I continued to do that over the years. And I've, I, it still works to this day, man. I, it's just you never know where this stuff is going to come from and that one idea you're going to take. So that's just an example, Marty, uh, you know, in that in this particular thing. And, you know, th- there's other conferences, too, that I can get a lot, you know, that we get other things out of. But, you know, obviously, I love its relationships is first. The content is is a close second. Uh, and then, you know, I for me, my value is health as well. That's always third. You know, so I am always trying to get gym sessions in, hikes in, um, just meet people that value health and like i told you i'm doing the little biohacking 
wellness lounge, you know, we're going to call it Helix. Yeah. It's, it's like, like a really Love cool it. concept. And it's, this is a place that I, you know, I is, it has nothing to do with my company. It's just my personal passion project. And it, it's an invitation only. And any of these networks or people that I meet, if they're in Vegas, you know, we can we, just, it's a lounge that you can hang out. It's very comfortable. You can be very private or you can be in a public air, a space, community space, and you can do the hot, the hot sauna, the cold plunge, the hot tub. You can do the, uh, the training in the back. We have our, uh, another buddy that's doing his MMA gym out of our back warehouse. And, you know, we're doing, so he's going to be training self-defense. Uh, love to get you in rolling around on the mats, Marty. You have a let's lot of fun it. with that. Yeah, let's do it. So, yeah, so, I, so it's like I, I creating these great. things. And, and I then think ideas. That's great. The last thing is ideas. Like, it just gets me out of my head where I, it gives me a chance to just, as I listen to other people and I see what people are doing, and as these contents, the content's being shared, I'm just, I don't know, it sparks a bunch of other things in my mind that I can bring back to my business that I wouldn't have had unless I was fully immersed in this experience. And the remote thing doesn't work for me. I have to be at the actual conference to get the most out of it. So that that's it, Marty. Well, I think that uh, that can wrap it up because if you can, it can be, I see why now you take them so seriously because that one nugget changed your life that you got from that marketing, yeah. that, that one piece. And if you can just find that one wrinkle, that one tiny sliver, it, it's worth it. And it's worth it for a hundred X. So if you can just take those one little things, each event, then it's a game changer. It's going to sharpen your edge. It's going to lead you to that next you know, the next side of your business, the next side of your life, the next side of your health. And I think that's a wonderful thing. So and Marty, uh, the key piece on that, take action. You have a million notes. You have a million people that you have their phone numbers. You have a big workbook, but you got to do the, you got to do one or two or three or a handful of things and take action. You know, you don't uh, yeah. do that. Yeah. A hundred percent. You And that's, that's a that's really good. You really need to do it. I, I mean, really, you could. These are all great things, these events and everything. But you just got to do the work. There's so many people that just don't, don't want to do the work. Just one thing, because the thing is, I just stopped everything. I did the. I made it a, a priority, and I did the damn letter and actually sent it out to two thousand people or five thousand people, and and that's it. That and I hired a third party and that whole deal. You got to do it. And then the two, the health advice, Marty, I got out of this one, like the, you know, simplicity is, is definitely the key to execution and complexity is the enemy of execution. So mm -hmm. for me, some, the two simple things on the health front, cause you know, I think I'd love to push this, you know, always push a health principle on this thing. Um, my other buddy, Matt, my good friend of mine, you know, I've known forever. He said, you know, he doesn't need anything out of a package anymore. So I, you know, and that's going to be the 80, 20 rule for me, but if, if I can, <laughs> If I can do that, I just it's such a simple rule, right? So if 80% of the time I don't eat out of a package, you know, and I'll try as 100% of the time, no more bars, no more shit. I mean, just very minimize it. I'll try it. We'll see as I travel a beast, like a beast. And then secondly, just don't eat within three hours at bedtime. So stop at 6.30 p.m. Cram all the food I want in my mouth, but stop at 6.30 and Ryan Kennedy, my health coach now, my, my wellness doctor out of San Diego, who's helping with Helix, 
this guy um, is is awesome. And he just, uh, you know, he's a member of Go Abundance too. And he does personalized health. And he's like, this is the one thing. Like, I can help you get ripped. And this is, just do one thing. I don't need to give you all these supplements. I don't need to tell you to do anything. Don't don't even change your workouts. Stop eating three to five hours before you go to bed and watch what happens. And it's like, damn, like I am, I leaned out, you know, probably three pounds. Like I feel way more energy. My heart rate variability, it's, 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 I'd see a direct correlation, dude. I was getting averaging a hundred, 90 and a hundred every night last week. And then I ate last night because I went on this long hike and I ha- I was starving and I ate at nine o'clock and I fucking had 23 percent um, recovery, which I usually have 80 percent. And my heart rate variability was down to 60. It dropped 40 percent in one night because I ate late and I had good sleep. I mean, I, but I didn't have good sleep, but I went to bed at 930. It wasn't up late. That's incredible. That is insane. Those little tweaks can make such a big difference. And and it's great because you know, obviously you know this shit. You've been following the shit. Like you know that this is what yeah. is actually the truth. And wow, that's really interesting. And uh you wish that more people knew about this stuff. That's all. And this is why you're doing it. This is why you're putting it out there. It's like if I can help one person, I know it's it's made such a difference for, simple, for you, right? Simple, simple, yeah, simple, simple. Simple things. Simple things for health. Simple things for business. We're just two simple guys just trying to make it. Jeremiah. <laughs> That's it, Dave. Thank, thank right, you, man. my friend. All right, brother. All right, All right guys. I'll take care. Day. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. You bet. See you, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Marty Grizzani Show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us an honest rating and review. If you're on Spotify, make sure you follow us for weekly episodes. 